Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. Black women already know we have to go above and beyond to maybe be seen as equal, and we do all the time. However, God has a way of pushing us to do give, and be more. And that way isn't always pleasant. Sometimes he places us in situations where we are uncomfortable and unhappy. We're still doing the work. We're still going above and beyond, but we also feel like something isn't quite right. He does this because he knows eventually we'll realize that we are capable of more. And that's the reason why we're uncomfortable and unhappy. Today's guest found herself in that very situation, but was able to use the confidence she has in her skills, giftedness, and really what's in her heart to tap into that more and become a trailblazer in her city and in her field. Let's listen. The confidence factor. All right, so I've known today's guest for quite some time. Like me, she's just a kid from Akron, Ohio, but now she lives in Atlanta. She is a mother, a TV host, Instagram's Two Cent Tuesday specialist, and a relationship coach specifically focusing on helping single and divorced women of faith go from survivor to thriver. So please welcome Ms. Shayla Ray to The Confidence Factor. So thank you for being here. I love that. (laughs) You know. You know the perfect introduction. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, thank you. I try. Listen, you did that. Right. So we've, like I said, we've known each other for quite some time. So I always like to think, like, what's our initial connection? Like. Yeah, our initial connection is growing up in the church church together church like church and yeepaw um which is something that we do every summer it's something that we grew through and you know i just think about how important my childhood um you know being in church and being involved in all of these things when it comes to the church had an impact on me in my life and and who I am today. So it's like we grew together, girl. For like real. we <laughs> really, literally, from childhood to college mm-hmm. to sorority. Yes, uh, although we're in different sororities, but that sorority life mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just just being active and having a community of people at the church. I just feel like it made me who I am. Absolutely. Well, you definitely have a journey. And you definitely have a story, and I am excited to talk to you. When I was thinking about, when I first thought about doing this podcast, and then I'm starting to write down the list, 
your name popped up in my head. Um, and of course, different people for different reasons. But I'm like, when I look at my list, I'm like, I feel like your story is unique. And so yeah. um, I'm excited to kind of delve into that today. So just yeah. to, you know, get us started, how do you define confidence? Ooh, confidence to me is knowing who you are. Mm-hmm knowing who you are, like really having a clear understanding of who God has created you to be. And sometimes that takes a while to figure out. And I think even particularly when it came to me, um, and this is why I think we struggle through our teen years and, you know, because we're confused. We don't really understand who we are. We don't know, you know, the facets of ourselves. All we know is society standards and, Sometimes that can play into our self-esteem because we're trying to compare how we naturally feel and who we naturally are to what we're seeing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that we didn't have to grow up with social media because oh that would be a girl. That would be a whole nother layer mm-hmm. of of challenge. Um, but particularly with me, my dad being a politician growing up. I compare it to being like, I say it's the other PK, not a preacher's kid, but it's, you know. I was going to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has a lot of similarities. Um, You know, a lot of people know who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're in a spotlight. You're, you know, people are looking at you, even if it's on a small scale, something as small as Akron in Mm -hmm. Ohio. Um, I struggled with knowing who I was uh, because I knew who I needed to be and I, and I felt like I needed to be almost perfect mm-hmm. because whatever I did could potentially affect my parents' profession. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was a lot of pressure. So I always understand like for me moving out of the city of Akron and going to places where people really didn't know me mm-hmm. gave me a clear understanding of who I am and what I want and I think that's where I started to gain my confidence. So to answer the question, I know that was a long roundabout right. way of saying it, <laughs> but, you know, I think it's knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. I think it's healing from some of the, the, the pain and the traumas of life when you mm-hmm. get to that point of healing and accepting your journey mm-hmm. and accepting your story and, and, and realizing that it's beautiful, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, flaws and all. That builds a confidence in you. And so that's really what it means to me. It's just an unspoken feeling of peace and happiness in my eyes. Okay. I like how you talked about um, when you move away from home and that experience of kind of moving away from the what's familiar to you. Now, I know, like, for me, I went to Bowling Green and... I also went to Bowling Green with, I roomed with one of my best friends from high school. Then the next year, my best friend from church comes. So I'm like surrounded by people I know. Um, But Mm -hmm. you went to Bennett, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like you were, and I don't know if you knew anybody uh, when you got down there or if you had a community kind of like already built into it. I wasn't, I didn't have that like. I don't know anybody experienced. So I was 28 when I moved to New York. Um, So Mm -hmm. I felt like you had a little bit of a younger start on that, like 
putting the pieces of who I really am um, together. But what it, what was your journey in terms of getting to that place where you like are sure in who you are? Yeah. So I would say some of it started in college, but you're st- I was still young and confused. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still I still had all the societal pressure. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, even though I moved to another place, I mean, 18 years of my life and all of that I knew was that life, you know, so it was almost an adjustment to realize, wow, you know, this is a different experience, but I'm still trapped in that same position. Mm -hmm. Um, And so was confused, like a lot of people are when they go to college, they don't know what they really want to do. They major in the wrong things, you know, they're just, you're just feeling your way through life. But I did learn so much during those years about um, myself. And I didn't know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom's best friend's daughter went to Bennett and Mm -hmm. that's how I knew um, even about Bennett. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my dad, mom, they felt like I was kind of, you know, a little boy crazy. So they were like, listen, all girls school for Shayla. (laughs) (laughs) All girls school, (laughs) even in Akron. So Mm -hmm. it was one of those things that, you know, I felt like it was a great learning experience. And for, for me, Bennett was so pivotal for me because not only was it HBCU and, you know, my parents, they wanted to go to HBCU. So they were big on each and every one of us going to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. We all went to different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an all woman's institution. So in every single organization, the leaders are black women, mm-hmm. you know, so that that imagery, you know, it really set a really strong foundation in my mind about you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You really can. You can be whatever it is that you want to be. What is it that you want to do? And I started to lay that foundation and I started to ask myself those questions. Um, and a lot of what I wanted to do wasn't traditional to my family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my family, they're, you know, in, in politics and in business. And I'm more of a creative person. Mm-hmm. So I had to come into confidence in accepting that maybe what I want for my life is not your traditional, it's not what's for somebody else Mm -hmm. and accepting that. Mm -hmm. Um, Ended up moving back to Akron for a little bit after college. And then that's when I decided I got laid off at my job um, at First Energy. And I was just like, Lord, this is my time. This is the perfect time for me to you know, go for my dreams and actually do something that I wanted to do. And I always wanted to live in New York, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, we have friends there that were living there at the time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I went and it just felt like it was home. And I was like, you know what, God, if this is what you want me to do, make it happen. I'm not even going to like pursue this as a goal, like just make it happen. And I ran into one of my friends from college and At the time, she was living with her sister. She hit the housing lottery, so she was moving out of their apartment. And she was like, my sister needs a roommate. It's only going to be $500 a month if you want to move in because she had a rent-controlled apartment. That's, like, unheard of in New York. Like, that doesn't happen. And I was like, God, (laughs) 
you move really fast. It was like literally a couple weeks later. And I said, tell her I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And New York was just, you know, coming from Akron. And this is why it's so important that we we do tr- either travel to other places and see how other people live because it creates an experience mm-hmm. and you're never the same mm-hmm. after it. And growing up in Akron, we didn't have a ton of diversity. I don't really recall us having like Hispanic people or, you know, just so many different things where I would see people who look like me, but they're speaking Spanish mm-hmm. in, in New York or I learned about all these different types of food and culture because it's literally like the whole world in one city. Mm-hmm. And for me, spending four years there was like my education in life, mm-hmm. you know, like because mm-hmm. I learned so much about the world, which in turn gave me the gift of, of learning more about me mm-hmm. and what I want mm-hmm. and what I enjoy. Um, I then got pregnant with my daughter. And again, I popped back into that little girl. I I really believe that we do pop back to that, that person that's in us because it's still in us no matter what. It's something that we have to continuously grow through. And I think that's where our confidence um, is built from, but Mm -hmm. I, I just felt the need to be married. I felt the need that I needed to, you know, I grew up in the church. That's mm-hmm. the, another thing. I mean, I was just like, man, I don't want to look like this to my peers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. It was mm-hmm. so many different things um, that really pushed me into prematurely being married mm-hmm. and the political side, too, you know, um, and gave everything that I had to, to to my marriage. And it still didn't end up working out. And I think that was probably one of the moments that my self-esteem took the hardest hit where mm-hmm. I had lost the most confidence in especially after a failure or a, a mistake or you know I think you know our confidence is is not continuous it does, even if you get mm-hmm. to it it's like mm-hmm. the weight it's like the weight on the scale you can lose it but you can also gain it back right. you know what I mean and it's it's something that when life hits you your confidence, your esteem, things can take a hit. And I think at that point in time, I was a new mom. I was trying to figure out that role, you know, a a new role that I I did not know what to do. Um, You know, and I was dealing with just everything that was going on in, in my life, in my marriage, and trying to figure out what to do next, really. And it wasn't until I was able to really step away from my marriage because think about it. If if you, you, you're having issues in your marriage and you, you're doing all your energy is going towards that. Mm-hmm. And the other part of my energy was going towards being a mother. So I literally had no space in my life to think about me mm-hmm. and, and what, who am I and where am I right now? Because my energy is just going to all these other things. So when I was able to walk away from my marriage, it gave me the chance to build up my confidence again. And I got a chance to ask myself those questions, mm-hmm. like the hard questions. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Not, not mm-hmm. you know, where where did you go wrong? Because we can, you know, fall into that victim mm-hmm. of every, it's everybody else mm-hmm. and it's not us. Um, and the second that I took accountability for my actions and I started to understand 
what I did, where I went wrong, and why. Mm-hmm. I was slowly but surely able to invest in myself and invest in my confidence, my mm-hmm. peace, and my happiness, and accept my story for mm-hmm. who it is, for, for what it is, and not be ashamed about anything about it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it literally no longer had control of me. And that gave me peace, happiness, and the confidence to to move forward um, in the path that God wants me on. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. That That is quite the journey. So yeah. given, given that journey, how would you describe yourself before you, and again, I love how you talked about like, you just don't stay like you just don't find confidence and now I'm here and I'm here forever. You know, th- life happens and things will come and knock us back off, you know, knock us down and make us unsure of ourselves and question ourselves. And so it, sometimes you have to claw back to get to that place again. Um, but how would you describe yourself before you've had kind of these realizations? And then um, how would you describe yourself now in terms of your confidence? Um, I think before I I wasn't intentional about it. It it, it was just kind of really just going through the motions because it's not something that we really even are taught or even think about, you know, if anything, there's so many societal pressures. And and one thing about me is I used to just be really hard on myself. And I want to touch on that perfection piece because that's where you know, it gets tricky. Like you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to show the world that you're this or that. And it's not your reality, you know, because you're working so hard to put on pretty much a facade because none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it is what it is. Like our flaws can be beautiful. But before I was more focused on perfection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now I'm more accepting of the reality of it. And I'm unapologetically myself. Mm -hmm. And it feels so freeing. You know, it just feels like, you know, you're not a caged bird. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, you're just not I mean, it felt like I was in jail and sometimes sometimes because I was just held back. I was just I was not able to be free. And now having a daughter, it it was very important for me to live in reality, Mm -hmm. like to truly be who I am so that she can see what confidence really looks like, not what it looks like because it's fake, because you're, you're trying to be something else, but because it truly is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the things that I've done has been, you know, and a lot of my growth and my confidence has been for my daughter because I want her to see those good positive images so that Mm -hmm. she understands that she has to build her own confidence throughout her life, even now. And she's mm-hmm. only eight, but, you know, just starting to get her to accept things as they are. Accept your hair. Accept mm-hmm. how you look, you know. Accept, you know, certain things, but sh- always be striving to be the best version of yourself, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but also just understand that, hey, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we... It's okay to be who you are. Absolutely. 
So then what would you say is your confidence factor? Oh, I think my confidence factor is my superpower, Mm -hmm. my superpower, because I think when you have that and you can wear that cape, Mm -hmm. people around you notice, like Mm -hmm. they notice, they see it, they feel it. When you enter a room, I mean, there's the little subtle details of things that you can tell when someone has, you know, is lacking confidence Mm -hmm. and when someone has it, you know, when you come into a room and your shoulders are back and your head's up high and you, you, you feel very confident mm-hmm. in, in who you are and you feeling what you're wearing. It's just my superpower. And I think I've started to see myself excel in so many ways when I realize you got this. Mm-hmm. You are where you're supposed to be and you can do this. And even with building a business, I will say, because I've been building my my coaching practice mm-hmm. with divorced women. I did want to help women um, and even co-parents with co-parenting mm-hmm. because, you know, I've really mastered the co-parenting thing. Mm-hmm. And it is a challenge for so many people, I realize. Um, but building my business and, and, and getting my mind to understand you, you can do this is sometimes that's, that's a hard confidence to put in yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. like just even believing that you can do some of your goals. Like you have to tell yourself like, no, I, I, I got this. This is what God destined me to do. And I think the enemy, he wants you to doubt yourself so that you can shy away from doing what God has called you to do. So wear your superpower, wear your cape and know you got this. Absolutely. So when has there been a time that, you know, that your superpower was in full, like activated mode and it's just like everything was firing on all cylinders? Can you mm-hmm. think of like an example? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I would say my superpower was in full mode. I would say last year, Mm -hmm. I would say my superpower was on full mode because I made a major decision and that was purchasing a home. Mm, And that's right. And and so many things, it was so much doubt in my mind. And is this what you really want? And is it, and you know, I think, just like I explained that story from New York, I always know when God is involved because Mm -hmm. it it really does become easy. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, it's a challenge to kind of get it done. But for some some way, somehow, he just starts to just work it out and you just start seeing like, you know, these things that are, um, you know, falling into place. And then some things will fall out of place. Mm -hmm. Like, the experience in 2020 that we had last year um, where life changed completely. I mean, I am the extrovert of the world. I love to be out. I'm like a socialite. I love to be um, meeting new people and all of that was taken away from me. But at the same time, 
I had a home, mm-hmm. you know, I was it. I was where I wanted to be, to be isolated or to be, have to be quarantined somewhere. I was like, God, you did it right on mm-hmm. time. And um, yeah, I think last year was like a big lesson in not letting what you've always done define you because mm-hmm. those things were taken away. Mm-hmm. The travel, the the events, you know. All of that was gone. <laughs> I, fellow extrovert here, I understand. Like, it, many gone. ways. But yes. sometimes our identity can lie in what we are accustomed to or what we mm-hmm. do on a normal basis or what we love to do. So me being home and being converted into a, a introvert homebody... <laughs> really gave me a new sense of confidence, Mm -hmm. I feel, because I realized that I could find the beauty in a completely Mm -hmm. different environment. And that's one of the blessings that I truly believe came out of 2020. There was Mm -hmm. some that terrible things that happened. Some people lost their lives. Um, But there were some things that Mm -hmm. were, were really positive. So I would say last year was a big year for my confidence. So for my final question, pick a number between 1 and 37. Oh, okay. 22. So then knowing what you know now and everything that you've experienced and all the knowledge that you've gained, what would you tell 22-year-old Shayla? Oh, I like this question. (laughs) (laughs) I would tell 22-year-old Shayla that life is a roller coaster. Life, you have ebbs and flows, you have mountains and valleys, and enjoy the ride, and even enjoy the valley, and learn Um from everything that it is that you go through. Mm-hmm. Understand that there's a meaning behind it. There's a learning lesson. And, and no matter how bad it gets, it will get good again. Mm-hmm. Just keep on believing in God. Keep doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate doing what's right because even though sometimes it feels good to be petty in the moment or it feels good to, you know, do what's going to be gratifying in that moment. Um, it's way better to take the high road and it's way better to do what's right because it comes back around. All right. Do you think 22 year old Shayla would have, would have believed you? No. (laughs) (laughs) 22 year old Shayla thought she knew life. We all, why do we Don't we all? (laughs) Right. We thought we had it figured out. (sighs) You know what? I feel like the 30s have been the most clear. Like, I've learned so much. I I tell people, 20s, I mean, I learned a lot of things, but not like the 30s. I think that. Yeah, there's a different clarity. And there, I, I just. And I think my 30s brought some acceptance. It's just like, I really don't know the journey, but I'm along for the ride. I'm I'm along for the ride. And I'm good with that. And that builds confidence. Mm -hmm. I feel more confident now than I felt in any other stage of my life. Mm -hmm. 
because of that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's just the acceptance, the understanding, you know, I, I tell people, call out your shame, whatever it mm. is that makes you feel shame, mm-hmm. call it out because that thing has control over you until yeah. it's no longer shame for you. Mm-hmm. So it's been a beautiful, it's been a beautiful journey. And, and we still got a lot to go, girl. I know. I know. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking I forward to it. I'm not, I'm, I used to be afraid of the next number, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, if this is what my thirties were, come on 40. Like, come on. Come on. So 40 I, is I'm looking for, I am looking forward to it. And I'll just, I think I'll just be happy to be there. I know. Right. So, it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. a blessing. We know people who didn't make it, you know, or whatever, like life really took a hold of some people. So it's definitely a blessing um, to be here. Absolutely. Well, thank you. This was awesome. This was truly awesome. So I I just, I just thank you. A lot of wisdom um, in what you shared and demonstrated growth in what you shared. So I just appreciate your transparency and your willingness to share the journey. So thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me because yeah. it was a no-brainer. One, yeah. because it was you. Um, and two, just this topic. I just think it's so important that we highlight confidence. Um, and it's uh, thank you for this work that you're doing. Oh, I, Dr. Shaw. It, you know, I, I forget <laughs> who I said this to, but I'm like, I can always tell when God is in it. Mm, and like, this always. is definitely that. You know, yes. you, 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 you know, they tell you when you pick your dissertation projects, you, you got to find a gap in the literature. And I'm like, okay. And then right. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like, this, this is, is it. it. This and is then it. the way everything has just come together over the last, I'll say definitely last two years, but I'll even extend that um, maybe the last like seven years. Just when I sit here now and think about all these different pieces of the puzzle that had to come together for this moment, I'm just like, this is just like, you, there's no other explanation. None. No none. other explanation. And it's going to be a journey through mm-hmm. this. Yep. I mean, and yep. it's going to be a beautiful one. So I'm just excited for you. Thank you. And um, I'm just proud of you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And likewise, Aww. likewise, but before uh, before I let you go, um, where can we find you on social media? And then, you know, you mentioned about your coaching practice. And so, you know, let people know what you're working on. Yes. Okay. So for social media, you can find me at I am Shayla Ray. And Ray is spelled R-A-Y-E. Shayla is S-H-A-Y-L-A. Um, you can find me on at Shayla Ray on Facebook, pretty much all of the social media networks. I also have an Instagram page called Divorce Not Defined. And that's where I'm starting to build up a lot of my work. Um, and I have a new website that I'm launching. It will be www.shaylaray.com. And that's where you'll be able to see, you know, all of the information that I have around women because it's really about saving the black family um, Mm -hmm. and really bringing us back together. And once we go through some trauma in our relationships, healing and 
creating that confidence Mm -hmm. and moving Mm -hmm. into the next stage of life ready and prepared. So yes, please follow me. Please connect. Um, Would love to hear from you guys. All right. And again, thank you so, so, so much for being here today. Thank you, my love. I appreciate you. All right. See you soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www.beshawesome, or beshawesome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at b.shawesome. As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week.